And joining me right now here on the phone line, as he does every Thursday, he's got his great job at the Florida Today newspaper. He's Mr. 321. He's Tim Walters. Cue his music. There's no I in team, but there is in Tim. How's bowling going on Monday, then? (laughs) Not very good. I talk about it on my podcast. On my podcast. Podcast. I love it when a plan comes together. Tim Walters, how you doing today, buddy? Hey there, Mark. Not only am I doing great, but for the second Friday in a row, I'm going to get to see you. So it doesn't get any better. All right, we will start there. Coming up tomorrow, that's right, Friday, February 9th, I'm going to be broadcasting live at Club 52 Poker here in Melbourne as we're going to be giving away tickets to the Daytona 500. Stop by my booth in the poker room for your chance to win. We'll raffle them off in the 5 o'clock hour and... In that same 5 o'clock hour, we're going to be doing Sports Trivia Challenge. I'm going to be competing against my buddy Alan Slaughterzinski. This guy, oh, he's going to be Alex Trebek that day. You'll be hosting it. You came up with the questions. Tim Walters, how excited are you for this? Oh, I'm stoked about this, Mark. I think you knew even back when he was alive, I always wanted Alex Trebek's job. And they've had so much turmoil with that job. They should still make me the Jeopardy host. But since I can't, this is a thrill for like, what, 15 years probably. I did trivia in Florida today where every Sunday I would have 10 questions and the answers would be found further back in the section. So, Mark, I had a lot of fun making these questions for both you and Alan. I didn't tailor them to either of you. I actually just came up with a list of 30 questions, tried doing, let's say, two on the Jaguars, two on the Dolphins, and I would just copy and paste them under your name. So, I have a printed out right here, and for a small fee mark, maybe I can give you the answers. Yeah. Were you coming up with the questions and then, like, laughing, like, oh, Mark will never get that. Oh, he's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, question number one is, Mark, spell Alan's last name. Oh, okay, I can type it. I've done it so many times. Zlots, you know, like Slaughterzinski. So I've typed it so many times, I can do it. But if you do it out loud, I won't be able to do it. That's the truth. No idea. Well, that's all right. Then the second question will be to have him spell the tight end for the or the uh, the fullback for the 49ers, Kyle Juszczyk. Uh No, that's okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. I have a trivia question I heard this morning. This is for everyone listening. Name the U.S. city that has the four major sports. So they have a NFL team, NHL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. A U.S. city, but they have not won a championship in this century. And they gave the guy 10 seconds and it took me 10 seconds to answer the question. So I, I will say it one more time. Cause I know you're ram you're thinking about it in your head. Okay. This century. So 2000 to now this U S city has baseball, basketball, hockey, and football pro teams, but they have not won a championship. Do you have an answer for me, Tim? I mean, Detroit's the first one that comes to mind. That is incorrect. Uh, I'll I'll go with Detroit. I don't remember if the Tigers won a World Series this century, but the Lions obviously haven't. I don't know when the last time the Red Wings did. And the Pistons, oh no, the Pistons won in like 05 or 06, didn't they? They won, Mm. they won in 04 and the Red Wings won in 08, 
Tigers have won two pennants. I think 06 and maybe 12. I think that's the answer. And you are close, though, but it's not Detroit. It's in that vicinity. Ooh, uh, it's not Chicago because no. the Cubs won the World Series, so I know that. Uh, let's see. Michigan, Minnesota. Uh, is it Minnesota, Minneapolis? That is correct as the answer. Hmm. Mm. So, yes. Timber. Yeah, the Timberwolves, the Twins haven't won since, what, 91, I think? Kirby 90. Pocket, 92? Yeah, Kirby Pocket, no, 90. 91. You're right, 91. Um, uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, Timberwolves, I don't Timberwolves think... have never won. No. The Wild, I don't think, have won no. since they were, what, the Dallas Stars, maybe? They were the Minnesota North Stars. You are correct. Then became the Dallas Stars. So you are right in this. So, boy, so, yeah, I guess... Uh, no championships up there for Minnesota. Okay, well, hey, I, I got it, what, second try? I'll take that. Yeah, and the Vikings, Purple People Eaters, they've been to multiple Super Bowls, never won. And in the 2000, they had multiple chances in the NFC Championship game and did not get it done. So there you go. So I hope my questions are not that hard <laughs> coming up tomorrow. Now, hopefully they, these won't be that hard. They're all Florida-centric, so I did ask about Baseball, football, basketball, a little bit of hockey, a little bit of Daytona 500. Nothing that should be too, too tough there. But we'll see. Right. Uh, we'll see how you can do against Alan Mark. All this right. is going to be a lot of fun. I am looking forward to it. And I've had a lot of fun working on it. All right. One more question. Name the four NBA teams where the team name does not end in S. Well, I know the Heat, Magic, and Jazz would be three. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Where is the fourth one? Heat, Magic, Jazz, and, uh. It's, it's newer. Yeah, it's, uh, boy, uh, the these. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, you, you've got me stumped on the fourth one, Mark. I was able to come out of the gate strong with three of them. Um, the. As not to stammer around in front of your audience, what's the fourth? The Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, okay. Gotcha. One more. One more. I usually host, so now I'm going to get destroyed tomorrow. Name the NFL teams that don't have cheerleaders. Oof. Ah, those poor teams. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I, 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 I couldn't even venture a guess. The Atlanta Falcons. No, Falcons, they need cheerleaders. They need as many as possible. They do. <laughs> um, there are four teams. The New York Giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Green Bay Packers, and the Chicago Bears do not have cheerleaders. Yeah, and you notice they're all cold-weather cities. Those those poor ladies don't want to be out there freezing their cookies off, rooting for those bad teams. But then it's weird because <laughs> Philly has cheerleaders, uh, the Jets the Patriots have cheerleaders? It's very bizarre. Just, okay. Um, Super Bowl's coming up on Sunday. I know you made your pick last week. You talked about it. But you have an article that's gone viral about the next couple of Super Bowls. What's going on, Tim? Yeah, this is the second year in a row this has happened for me. You would think somebody else would want to write about this. But maybe I'm the foremost expert in Super Bowl venues, Mark. But what I've done is uh, last year and now this year, I've written about what the next few host cities will be, and then I prognosticate on the five beyond that. So here's some uh, 
knowledge first that I can I can drop on you. Uh, next year, New Orleans will host its 11th Super Bowl, so that is going to tie Miami uh, for the most number of Super Bowls hosted at 11. And then the two Super Bowls after that, Mark, those are going to both be in California, one at Levi's Stadium where the San Francisco 49ers play, and then they're bringing another one back to uh, SoFi Stadium in L.A., which just hosted one a few years ago. Now, only 16 NFL cities, Mark, have actually hosted Super Bowls, and San Diego actually doesn't even have a team anymore, so 15 current cities. Well, technically 14. Las Vegas will then be the 15th. But those are Miami, New Orleans, L.A., Tampa, Phoenix, San Diego, Houston, Atlanta, Detroit, San Francisco, Minneapolis, Jacksonville, Dallas, Fort Worth, Indianapolis, and the New York metro area. So obviously not a lot of cold weather cities in there. They tried the one outdoors in New York and got lucky with the weather there. So, uh, yes, I, I then look at what the next five will be after the Los Angeles one. So that would be way out in 2028, Mark. So uh, then I look at the five beyond that. I think Tampa Bay, I remember they had it the pandemic year. Where it was, you know, what, February of 2021? I know the Bucks won the Super Bowl. I think they deserve, because they lost so much money. Remember this. I mean, you're Mr. Journalist. You wrote about this. So because of the pandemic, they lost so much money off a of Super Bowl. And remember WrestleMania as well in 2020, which were both going to be Raymond James. I will vouch for them that Tampa should get it over some of these other cities. You know what, Mark, when I looked at it, and this is actually, they were in my other considerations, so I don't have them as one of the five, but I said, at some point, a Super Bowl will return to Tampa. Tampa has hosted five Super Bowls and is a great place for visiting fans and teams during the winter. Plus, you'd think the league might owe the city one since their last was held during the pandemic. So you hit exactly on why I chose them, but I don't think, just me personally, they will be one of the five. So would you like me to go through what the five are and why. I can do it pretty quick. Yes. Well, I will say this. You know who will never get it again is Jacksonville. (laughs) Okay? Never. Never. That will never happen again. I'm sorry to tell you that, Tim. Never. Well, they're going to be the last on my list in 2032, (laughs) and I will give reasoning why. But here you go, Mark. Here we go. So this would be in 2028. I believe that uh, the AT&T Dallas Cowboys Stadium will get one, and my reasoning being – They've only held one Super Bowl at Jerry World. That was in 2011. And Jerry Jones, by 2028, will be 85 years old. I think he wants one. He's the most powerful owner in the NFL. I think that Dallas will get one. So I chose that at 2028. Remember Tim Walters of the paper. Um, remember they had that game and they sold tickets and there were no seats there. Do you remember this story? In the upper deck... It's like people bought tickets to the game, and then the seats weren't ready for the game. So they're scrambling to get seats ready. Can't make that up. Oh, man. Oh. Well, that was back in 2011, so hopefully by 2028 they can get that fixed. What's, no- what's number four? All right, 2029, I have Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Since New Orleans is overtaking Miami, and it will have been some time since Miami hosted one, I think they're going to get one. So I think that they will get their 12th Super Bowl. Miami's always been a Super Bowl destination. The weather's obviously perfect in Miami in February always. So it only makes sense that Hard Rock or whatever it might be called five years from now will get one in 2029. What is number three? 
In 2030, I have the new Nissan Stadium that the Tennessee Titans are building. They're spending $2.2 billion on a stadium. Usually a new stadium means that you, you're going to get a Super Bowl as long as you're not in a frigid area, which is why I left the Buffalo Bills off this list. They're building a $2 billion stadium with no roof in Buffalo, so they'll never get a Super Bowl there. But anyhow, back to... Back to, uh, you know, I, I love the city of Nashville. I think it's a gem. It's never hosted a Super Bowl. I think once they have that $2.2 billion stadium built, so in 2030, I award one to the Tennessee Titans. Well, if that happens, I pray to the people who are going to try to get to that airport because that was one of the worst I've ever experienced. Just trying to get to the airport won't be fun. New Orleans isn't fun either. All right, what's your next one on the list? Right, 2031, I think it's going to return to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Atlanta always seems to get big events. They get the SEC. They've had Super Bowls before. By 2031, it will have been since 2019, so 12 years that it will be between Super Bowls in Atlanta. Uh, you know, obviously, they're a good host because they have, you know, the number of hotels, restaurants. And, hey, they have a Peachtree Street for every fan that shows up. So I think Atlanta gets one in 2031. And finally, what do you got? I have the renovated Everbank Stadium in Jacksonville. <laughs> the number keeps going up on how much they're going to be spending on that place, Mark. So now it's up to a billion and a half dollars. Uh, you know, the stadium should be ready around 2027, 2028. They are, you know, look, when they hosted their first Super Bowl in 2005, you're right, it was a mess. They had to bring in cruise ships to the port so people would have a place to sleep. But they are building hotels. They've torn down all the blight along the river there, as you saw when you went and visited. They are building more uh, hotels and places, amenities and things like that. The stadium that they have proposed is going to be just absolutely amazing. And like I said, usually if you're in a warm-weather city and you put a billion and a half dollars into a stadium, then uh, you're likely going to get a Super Bowl. So that is my reasoning, Mark, with the outside looking in being Tampa, Chicago, which may actually get a domed stadium at that new Arlington Heights area. So those were my two outside looking in, Mark. That's right. my list. Where where are you going to be in 2031? And how old are you in this story? Yeah, you know, 2031, 2032. That's when my kid will be graduating. My, my daughter is the class of 2032. So I will be, what, 55 years old or so, and uh, I will have a high school graduate coming to my home. So, uh, yes, Mark, and I will probably still be the sports editor at the Times Union and at Florida Today, unless I hit the lottery. Have you ever covered a Super Bowl? No, Mark, and I'm glad you mentioned that. On my podcast this week, I have a man named Rick Goslin who worked for the Dallas Morning News forever, and he covered 37 of them, oh. and I was so jealous of him. His first one coming in Super Bowl ten. So this was a man that's seen it all. He was amazed that I had never seen a Super Bowl, to which I reminded him of the state of journalism in the past 15 years and why many fewer newspaper journalists are covering Super Bowls. But no, Mark, I've never covered one. I've never seen one. If you see the prices for the cheapest seat out in Las Vegas at $8,000 for the very last row, I will probably never see a Super Bowl unless the Jaguars make it and I am sent there. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm This weekend, I'm going to go online and look at hotels for New Orleans next year and and just a flight and just buy it now. And we won't even go to the game. Just let's go to New Orleans to party for all the Super Bowl parties like Tuesday through Friday. 
I might just do that. That I'm like, I'm not kidding. Might as well just get it now. And then it won't be that expensive. That's my game plan. And by the way, no one heard me say that. I'm the only one that's going to scheme this idea. Okay, Tim? That's right. Hey, a good-looking single guy like you, Mark, you're sure to clean up that week. Are you being nice to me because I took you to MegaCon? Was that the reason for that compliment? (laughs) Uh, I've always thought you were a handsome fella, even if you didn't drive to MegaCon. (laughs) Thank you for the kind words. What did you think of MegaCon? Oh, it was incredible. It was overwhelming. You know, we were only there for, what, three, three and a half hours. So, you know, my eyes, my brain, they all almost exploded. I was walking around just like my head on a swivel. At one point, one of the workers just asked me, they were like, are you trying to find someone? And I was like, no, I'm just, my head's on a swivel. I, I'm just taking it all in. It was uh, it was something to behold, Mark. And the people there, you know, I, what we saw on Friday morning, I'm sure was nothing like what the weekend held. We saw some great costumes, but obviously for the weekend when more of the big stars are there and it was going to be a lot more packed, I bet that place gets absolutely insane. So, uh, but yeah. it was, it was a lot of fun. It, it was cool talking to people. I had Michael Myers stab me way too hard in the stomach with his prop knife. But, uh, yeah, had a lot of fun. There's a shot in our video. You could, you could, uh, watch it on my socials, just Mark Moses show. So there's a shot where Tim, this is one of my favorite moments. You're interviewing a guy who's Darth Maul from Star Wars and that, that guy's costume was incredible and his makeup, like, and I loved your, you, what did you ask him? So, like, yes, the question, he said he's half the man he used to be. It was just great. I love it. <laughs> And what's great, you- I was just going to say, that was a great back and forth. That guy had a, a great sense of humor. You know, I asked him if he was jealous of uh, of Darth Vader because he gets all the positive press when it comes yeah. to Sith Lords. I mean, it was just, it was a fun interview. That guy was really great. And what's cool is, so you're in the moment in the video where you're talking to him and you don't realize that some guy shows up as Boba Fett and he's going to, he put a gun to both your heads. It's so funny when you see the video. <laughs> I didn't didn't want to stop. I was like, oh, just keep going. Keep going. That's what it is. And here's my rule. If you don't know what the costume is, it's anime. That's what I learned at MegaCon. (laughs) So funny. The frightening thing is, is your friends seem to know all of the anime costumes. (laughs) Oh, no. See, you know what that is? So Austin David with Orlando City Soccer Club, who comes on the show as well. You met him. He, He joined up with us. He is... Ooh, I think he's he's like early 30s. So he is a younger generation than you and me. And the younger, and I know I'm going to sound old, the younger generation knows anime more than you and me. And we're super nerds, but we don't get the anime. Would you agree? Well, yeah, we're 80s and 90s nerds, so it's yes. a different type of nerddom. That's right. And he was like, well, that's from uh, this anime. And I was like, yeah, well, that's Batman over there, you jerk. I know who that is. It's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, yeah, we need to go again. And I, every year you're right. We go for three or three and a half hours. I could have spent 12 hours walking around. Do you feel that way? Oh, I could spend the whole weekend, all three days. I would love to stand in some of those lines, meet some of the celebrities, you know, uh, Carrie Elwes of, of princess bride fame. He was behind the black curtain but we did see wallace sean you know the guy who says inconceivable and so there were some stars you could see some who are the bigger name stars they don't even want you to get their picture for free mark someone wrote they waited four hours in line to meet ewan mcgregor from star wars would you wait four hours in line to meet anyone uh 
boy. That I mean, yes, I'm sure the answer is yes, but it wouldn't be you and McGregor. As cool as that is, uh, a, a friend of mine, she would have loved to have done that when she saw that uh, he and Hayden Christensen were holding a panel. You know, she's about ten, she's got a, a daughter on on my daughter's soccer team, but she's about ten years younger than me. So the you know she was a teenage girl when those uh, those yeah. movies were coming out in ninety nine oh one and oh three or whatever the years were. But uh, so she loved Hayden Christensen, and so uh, I was showing her some of the pictures that came out of Comic Con, but none of them being ours. Four hours. Look, I love you like a brother. I'm not waiting four hours to meet you. I'm sorry to tell you that it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not. And you know what's really nerdy? I know the correct dates of when those movies came out. Would you like to hear them? Sure. All right. Phantom Menace was 1999. Uh, the Attack of the Clones was 2002. And Revenge of the Sith was 2005. Boom! That's right. Hey, I nailed one because I remembered seeing it in college. I remember waiting in line at the University of Florida Dude. to get a ticket on opening night for that. And we I, had decent seats when I, that movie came out. I remember a buddy's like, oh, man. 90 days till Phantom Menace comes out. 45 days. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, before I let you go here, Tim Walters of the Florida Today. All right, who's winning the Super Bowl? Oh, I'm still sticking with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. You always have to go with the GOAT when the GOAT's in the game. I used to bet against Tom Brady and say, oh, this is the year they're going to lose. And then, you know, he won seven of them. In the 90s, I was always like, yeah, this is the year. The Suns are going to beat the Bulls. Nope, never happened. You don't bet against Jordan. You don't bet against Brady. And I'm not going to bet against Mahomes because the only time Mahomes ever lost in a Super Bowl was to Brady. So uh, I think they're going to get it, Mark. And uh, so so I'm leaning toward the Chiefs in this one. All right, let's clarify this. Who's the GOAT? Because you can't have multiple people being the GOAT. So who's actually the GOAT? Well, Tom Brady's the goat, but Patrick Mahomes, now that he's gone, is the uh, he's the active goat. What's Michael Jordan then? Uh, he's the every sport king of the throne on top of everybody goat. Like he's the true greatest of all time, uh, regardless of any sport or anything else. That was the correct answer, my friend. I appreciate that. Where are you watching the game on Sunday? I will be at home air-frying chicken wings, Mark, which are already in my freezer. Two large bottles of buffalo sauce purchased. Uh, I make some mean chicken wings, Mark, and I can't wait to do it upright. So we're going to be watching it here at home on Sunday night. So uh, if you want to come over and eat a couple of chicken wings, I'm here. Do you start eating when the game starts? Do you pregame? What, what happens? Yeah, I'll probably have everything ready to go a little bit beforehand. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll, uh, everything will be ready, maybe right around kickoff or, you know, I don't mind cooking in the first quarter, but I got to be real settled in for most of the game. Although, you know, uh, history's shown, uh, more Super Bowls have been blowouts than not, but the last few years we've had some pretty good ones. Do we still live in a society where if you're at a party, you can't talk during the commercials? <laughs> you know, my wife will be more interested in the commercials than I will, but, you know, cause, uh, they're fun to see, Mark, but you just have to tell yourself for the next six months, these are all the commercials you're going to be seeing. So, okay, do you want to see the debut of a commercial or, you know, you're still going to see it 600 times over the next six months. So does it really matter? I try to think of some of my favorite commercials of all time from the Super Bowl. And 
I remember as a kid where you'd have the Bud. It'd be the Bud Bowl where Budweiser take on Bud Light in the football game. I always think of those. Um, there was always those like Paul Harvey ads from like about 12 years ago where, you know, it says, this is America. Like I like those and I don't know. I, I try to think of some of the favorites of all time. Do you have any? I don't remember if this was uh, a Super Bowl commercial, but I did just read. It probably was based on the timing. This is the 40th anniversary of the Wendy's Where's the Beef commercial. Oh, oh where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> remember that old lady? Hey, where's the beef? Where's the beef? <laughs> like I, I told him the other day where Wickham Road, they have that new uh, Arby's. And when they were constructing it, I know I'm giving a free commercial. And it, the sign said, it was so brilliant. Don't worry. The meats are coming. I was like, damn right they are. Oh, yeah, hey, I worked at Arby's all through high school, Mark, and <laughs> after the meats come the meat sweats. No, I love a good bacon, beef, and cheddar. So. <laughs> Is that when you run a marathon? Is that what you do? You literally <laughs> – hey, wait, wait, whoa, I forgot. Don't you have some type of race coming up this weekend? Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, we want to remind people. That's probably a good reminder. Sunday yeah. morning. If you're in the O'Galley and 192 Causeway area and you're not running in the uh, annual Publix Music Marathon, I would avoid that area. My wife is one of the insane people that are going to be running the causeways twice. So that's starting out and running over the 192 bridge, running down to O'Galley, running over the O'Galley bridge, running back to 192 to once again run over the 192 bridge, running back to O'Galley to once again run over the O'Galley bridge. And then finishing in Melbourne. So if you're an insane person, you will be running over the uh, bridge four times. And when I, I mean insane in a great wow. way. Those people that can run that marathon are incredible. I envy them. I mean, I've done, what, 10, 11, maybe 12 half marathons. I just don't think I could finish a marathon. So my wife, I think this is probably her eighth or ninth or mar- marathon or so. And she's hoping to qualify for the Boston Marathon doing this. So cool, good man. luck to her. Good luck to all the runners this weekend. But just no traffic down in that general area is going to be bad for a portion of Sunday. Uh, let's, let's just say this. She's going to try to get to the Boston Marathon, which is amazing. You deep frying, <laughs> what did you say, air frying buffalo wings. Yeah, she's trying to get to Boston Marathon. I'm trying to get to Boston Market. So it's a different <laughs> thing. You finally, you know what? You finally dropped the plug where you're trying to do endorsements. I love it. I really do. <laughs> you're trying them out. Tim Walters, Florida Today. My man, thanks for your help and have a great day. Hey, I appreciate it, Mark, and I love it when a plan comes together.